Good morning, everyone. We're going to see our chapter 4, verse 9. But before we do verse 9, just look, yeah, I want to just look at verse... So I wanted to go into verse 10, but we did because we did verse 9 last, yeah, last week. But I want to just look at it. Two are better than one. Because in their hard work, they get tov. They get this uh, good reward. Just the reason why we're doing that is got to, uh, to, to set the stage because... He says the next pasuk, verse ten, ki im because now this is why two are better than one. Because if one will fall, then his friend or her friend will lift her up or him up. But if one falls, then there's no one to lift them up. So that's quite easy. I mean, simple to understand. The question is why? What is Shlomo Melech referring to? Because it's such a simple concept. Just say, that two are better than one. And you know why, because X, Y, and Z. So there are a whole bunch of different um, uh, ways to look at this. And I just want to go through a couple of those. So firstly, Rashi says that it's about learning. Simple. It's quite interesting. That Rashi's whole focus, he says, If a person forgets what, they're supposed to, what, what, what they were learning, and they'd really discuss it with their friend, then the friend will be able to just remind them. Or, now this is an important one. Or if they, um, they stumble and they're not careful and they don't remember and they don't really recall what their, what their teacher taught them, comes along their friend and will put them back on the straight path or on the truthful path. Now, why is it so important? Because why do we have friends? We spoke about it a bit last week. But why do we have friends? So Shlomo HaMelech says you need to have friends, firstly, to help you know, if you forget things, just to make sure you're on. But also, the concept of peer pressure in a, um, in a spiritual environment is fundamental. Because sometimes you stumble... Sometimes you fall, sometimes you forget, sometimes you lose interest. And the purpose of having this crowd and friends around you is to, is to lift you up. And we, and we need to be aware of that. That's what he's saying. Is that we, must, we mustn't, um, if we see somebody at a point where they are, are vacillating, let's say, in the Yiddish Kart, and we feel that we are stronger than them, um, or we just recognize it, we need to go and ask them. The Gomorrah says you have to look for simane aniyut. You have to look for signs of poverty in a person. And poverty is not only poverty. It's not only holes in the shoes. Poverty is also spiritual poverty, emotional poverty, um, all types of poverty. And if you see somebody's going through a tough time, then you have to, our obligation is to lift them up, especially if we're friends. We're all sitting in a, an environment over here. If you see somebody who needs a bit of a lift, you've got to go lift them. That's what it means. That's according to... Um, to the way Rashi wants to learn it. The, the Midrash says it's basically, it's just simple relationships on every single level. On, on, um, uh, if a person gets sick, you need another person to help them. If a person is, is, uh, is battling in their parnasa, you then you can help them. If it's just that you're able to help each other, you know exactly where to go. Basic relationships. The, um, so that's understand. The next pasuk there says the, a very interesting pasuk. Gum, furthermore, im if two will lie down, then they'll be warm. How can one person warm themselves? 
So the image is clear, right? It's very cold. Two people cuddling, and it's very sweet, and it's very warm. He says the, um, the Matsudas David, he says the funny. All he's doing is he's bringing an example, a simple example. From the real world, says on a simple level, when, when two people lie together, they, can, they warm each other. When a person lies on his own, how can a person make themselves warm without a nice duvet? And that's why it says, it's better to have two people together because the two people can warm each other. Okay? Rashi says something completely different. Rashi says, lahem, and it becomes warm for them. So um, it's a little bit uncomfortable, but I'm going to say it anyway. It's talking about husband and wife. It's not anything here. It's not anything. That they become warm one from the other, and then they have children. So what on earth is Rashi telling us? You can understand why it's a bit uncomfortable for me. In the women's shirt, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Okay. Rashi is an unbelievable thing here, he's saying. He's saying that in relationships, there are sometimes one party is more into it than the other one. I'm talking any relationship, right? And in a husband and wife relationship, the important part is to understand that. That is not everybody's into the thing all the time at the same time, on any level, be the emotional, physical, spiritual, and the purpose. Of Tovim Ashnaim in Echad, as we learned, it says in, in Bereshit, for those who turned to Bereshit earlier on, right? In Bereshit it says, Ki lo tov adam liot levado. It's not good for man to be alone. It's not good for human beings to be on their own. We need those relationships, but we need to understand within those relationships that people are at different levels in those relationships all the time. But what? Where do we get our connection from? It doesn't come from an external space. It must come We must get that connection from one another. So therefore, if one person is more kind of talkative, let's go in that level, right? Then the other person must be drawn in from that. It mustn't be coming that you're getting uh, your, your stimulus from external sources. I mean, sometimes you can, but not all the time. Because it must be the relationship itself has to be able to service itself all the time. It's like on a... Uh, it must be gen- able to generate its own relationships. If we're generating our relationships from, from external sources, if we're getting all our excitement and uh, information and our um, inspiration from external sources, not from, from each other, and we're not feeding each other, then there's a fundamental problem in the relationship that needs to be dealt with. Okay, that's what Rashi is telling us, which is quite an important thing. Bless you. Says the Drashot Haran. The Drashot Haran has got a very interesting take. He says that this concept of that two are better than one has both positive and negative. Right? Where do we see right, that, that um, a group of people are so together right, that it's so bad? Where do we see that in the Torah? So this concept of the Dor HaFlaga, right? that's the Tower of Babel. Right? So it's an amazing thing that here you have this group of people that they all have one desire. They all desire to build the same um, thing. If we look into the, if we look in the Chumash, if they look in the Chumash concerning the Dorha Flaga, which is in, anyone know Pashat? No. 
Noach, very good. She can't. Um, Parashat Noach, not at all. Shkoch. Parashat Noach, uh, page 49. Page 49. Page 49. Um, can I share with you? Yeah. It says here, the whole earth was one, was, thank you. The whole earth, right? The, um, 49. The whole earth was one of one language and of common purpose. Can you see it's all about oneness? Isn't oneness a good thing? Right? They went out and they found this valley in Shinar. And they dwelt there. It's a, it's an important thing. The person said to his friend, so you can see there's good relationships. Let's build bricks. And we'll have all this different uh, cement. Let's go build this incredible city and this big um, tower whose head will be up to Shemaim. And we're going to make ourselves a name so that we don't spread out over the whole of the land. And Hashem sees this and he's very upset. And then we know the story and he separates everybody and they become all different. And why was it so important? Thank you. Why was it so important or so problematic that this situation came up? Isn't it an amazing thing? You've got everybody all working together towards a common purpose. Yes, very similar in a way. But why, why is this so problematic? Because it's Ishlerei Ehu. Oh, look at the words. Wow, what was Hashem's will? That's where the Drashot Haran takes a completely different track. Take here. Tovim ashnaim mina echad. Two is better than one. Remember, they wanted to have safa echad with Dvarim achadim. So there's the echad. Sorry, Judy, you're saying? They weren't, so why do they need to be different? Because the peer pressure of standing up for what was right. Well, what's right? Well, that's what Hashem wanted. What did Hashem want? That's what I'm trying to get to. What was the problem? What were they doing that was problematic? They were trying to get to Hashem. So that's what some of the Midrashim explained it. And that's what we learned at school, right? right? That they were trying to build a tower that they could reach God. So the Natsiv, yeah, yeah. This is all before they believed in uh, Abraham because they did, uh, and they're still believing that Hashem's one and is absent. So what are they trying to do? So the Natsiv says nowhere does it indicate that they were trying to reach God. So what they were trying to do is they were trying to build a tower that you could see from anywhere where they had an established place. Penafutsu, lest we spread out too much around the world. And when we spread out too much around the world, we're going to lose that achdut. What did Hashem want? This is what I was trying to get to. You all said, that didn't go good. What does Hashem want? Hashem wants us to spread around throughout the world and populate the world and bring all the different aspects of the world into the way we live our lives. That's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted. His problem was, there was too much oneness. You understand that? So you're right. Why? What does it mean that they didn't... In, if I desire to be very creative and I'm in an environment where everybody's trying to have one thing only, then I can't be creative. Right? It's okay to have two different ways of thinking. It's okay to have ten different ways of thinking. Why? As long as, at the end of the day, 
right? Because that you can warm each other. As long as ultimately you're in the same space, you can have different ways of doing it, you can different, and that's the whole point of that the, the, the couple serve each other in that way. The whole point with, with, the, with, with Bavel is that they didn't have that. Their point was to try and maintain the echadness. It's rather, it's better to have the two. So therefore we see that sometimes it's better to have, not to have the oneness. However, that's when the motivation is negative. When the motivation is positive, what do we always strive for? Achtet, 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 right? Unity, unity, unity. But it's unity within the concept of the Shivim Panim the Torah, the 70 space in the Torah. But that I think is important. I thought it was an important thing to point out. Let's go. The Im Yit Kafu Aichad. So I'm back in, sorry, in Kohelet Dalet Yud Bet. And this is a great, this is a well-known uh, possible. And if um, there's pressure on the one, then two will stand up um, to, to support him. So all of a sudden it's moved from two to three. Right? If one person gets pressured, then two will stand up for them. And the three fold cord doesn't easily get cut. So we move from two, but the ultimate is not two. The ultimate is three, because the chutamashulash, the threefold cord doesn't easily get cut. When I say to you, who knows three? What is three? Hashem. What's this? Three is not God. That's the, that's the other religion. <laughs> Oh, 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 okay, okay, okay. But when I say, okay, sure, sorry, I don't understand what you're saying. Sorry. We're far beyond you, guys. Yeah, yeah, you guys are so, so advanced. What's three? Avot, right? The fathers. Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. What's the chut hamishulash lobim henry you take? What does it mean? This threefold cord won't be broken. So he says, the one is that it is Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. A connection to Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov is not easily broken. Not to Avram or to Yitzchak or to Yaakov, but to Avram, Yitzchak and Yaakov. You have to have a connection to all three. Because all three of them manifested their relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu in different ways. That's why when we dive and we say, Baruch Atah Hashem, Elokeinu, Elokei Avateinu, Elokei Avraham, Elokei Yitzchak, Elokei Yaakov. All three. It's not enough just to connect to, I want to connect to Avram who was a Baal Chesed. Fantastic. That's not enough. That's a part of it. But it's a three, it's a three, the three Amudim, the three pillars in which the world stands. So we have to be very aware of that. Okay. Says the Torah Tamima, the following. He quotes this from the Gomorrah, Menachot says the following. Amar Rabbi Lezer ben Yaakov. Kol sheyesh lo tfilin barosho, whoever has tfilin on the head, uzroa v'tzitzit b'bigdo, sorry, barosho v'zroa, whoever has tfilin on the head and on the arm, v'tzitzit b'bigdo, and tzitzit on their clothes, u'mezuzah b'pitcho, and mezuzah at the opening of the house, you, you sure that such a person will not sin, as it says, because the threefold cord is not easily broken. In other words, what? If you've got these three mitzvahs, you're not going to easily sin. So when I was preparing this and I saw this, I thought, okay, what's the problem here? Well, I don't know about you guys, but I know my wife didn't put on tefillin this morning. Her tits are in the wash. 
Okay? <laughs> but she does have a mezuzah. Okay? So, I don't know the answer to this, no, but, you but I'm presenting that. But, oh! As you, you together, what, what she is lacking, you Right? Have. So, my in and my tzitzit are going to help her as she goes out in the big wide world. So that's what you're saying. Could be. I don't know. I just found it, I found it very difficult to find like what is the what is the connection? How do how do how do how do you as women ensure your chutamashidash? What's your chutamashidash? If ours is tefillin sitzit and mezuzah, mezuzah you've got. That's the whole thing of time bound mitzvahs. That's what you were saying. We don't need the We don't need the I don't know. We don't need the Mezuzah is not a town bound mitzvah. No, the mezuzah is not anyone now. But in a couple, in a, a relationship, we've right. got those two aspects. So it's could be. It could be. It could be. I, I just, I don't know. Look, remember. Uh, I, think, I do think that women have an, a diff, an innately different makeup. So I do think that as a male, you would not understand it. I don't necessarily understand myself, but I do think... Okay, definitely you won't understand <laughs> it, right? Yeah. I do think that... Um, the same way that to me, those things go off, and women who keep their things also go off. But I do think that women have a certain grounding in that men don't have. Okay. And they need those things. Could be. And I'm happy with that. But they have three for the woman. So what are the three mitzvot to women? There's Nida, Nida Chala, and, 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 and Nerot Shabbos. But, but I, I want to... Oh. Shabbos and Chalot are once a week. And Torah to Shabbos once a month. And they have a Chayabah meaning every single day. Yeah, maybe we just need a little bit more to keep us grounded. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Also, those three mitzvot, Nerot, Shabbos, is Drabonin. Okay? Chala is a minhag that women do. It's not a woman's mitzvah. Right? So like, it's quite interesting. So, like, I, I don't know. It was just, it's just a thought. I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe someone can write their doctoral thesis for, um, for the academy on that or something. Um, just a bit of advertising. Please tell Reverend. Okay. So that's the one thing. Okay. Um, says the Torah Tamima quotes another Gemara, which is a fascinating from the Yerushalmi. And the Yerushalmi says the following. If a person guards themselves from doing an Avera, let's say you've got a desire for trafe chuckles. Okay? <laughs> trafe chuckles. So you've got the desire for trafe chuckles. And, and, you, and you fight yourself on Monday. And you don't buy the ch- trafe chuckles. I didn't say that the chuckles are trafe. I'm talking about the... Well, if they, I just, want to, I just want to put it out there. If you come late, you miss out. Okay, no, okay. So there was a whole story of chuckles. Okay, so let's say you have this desire for trave chuckles. So you have this chuckle. On day one, you don't buy the chuckles. On day two, you don't buy the chuckles. On day three, you don't buy the chuckles or eat their chuckles, whatever one. Okay. okay. Then what have you just created? What have you created? And this is important because there's a concept that we have called chazoka. Have you heard of chazoka? Yeah, so you, you are, we are, we are, you are coming next week, by the way. Okay, okay. So what, what's Chazoka about? Why does three make a Chazoka? That's exactly what the Pasuk says. Right? 
Hachut HaMashulash. That when you do something three times, it starts becoming habitual. When you fight your Yetzirah on one issue three times, it starts becoming habitual. But now, Nikki, I'll give you a bit of an out. It says, and this is brought down in, uh, in other places, Lo bimheira hu yonatek. Doesn't quickly become unwound or broken. So it says the Gemara, well the Midrash, sorry, it doesn't mean that it doesn't ever get broken. It just means that it's much more difficult to break it. Once you've created a habit, to break the habit is much more difficult. But once you break the habit, you have to work back again to recreate the habit. So, Nikki, see you next week. Okay. <laughs> Says the Torah to me the following, and this is very powerful. What is it that breaks the Chut HaMashulash? Lobim heira hu yinu It might not break easily, but what is it? Says the Gemara, Amar Rabbi Zeira. Mishpachat sofrim ma'amedet sofrim. We often find, says the Gemara, that um, families of great Tamid HaChachamim continue to have great Tamid HaChachamim. Like each generation, right? And that's why you find like, great dynasties of, uh, of uh, Rosh Yeshiva. So Rav Soloveitchik is, is a perfect example. So he comes from what's called, we call the Beit HaRav. So he came from uh, the Beit HaLevi, who came before that from Reb Chaim Velazhin, who came before that from the Vilna Gaon. So like there's great, unbelievable families. And there's hundreds of these families all over, Yiddish, all over the Jewish world. The Sfari families, the Ashkenazi families, the Hasidic families, all these families. And the, the, every generation is, is great. Is, well, is, is great. Mishpachat B'nai Torah, Mamed B'nai Torah. People who, who, have, who value Torah bring up children who value Torah. Mishpachat Ashirim, Mamed Ashirim. And you have very wealthy people that also. It's the same thing. You know, wealth begets wealth. It just keeps going, keeps going. Right? Why? Because. Chuta Meshulash Lobim who you not take. Amru So they said to him, hold on a second. Vaha Mishpachat Ploni Nifsaka Ashara. So the, we've got the. the the, the, the Levies down the road, I'm just using that as a name, okay? The Levies down the road, they used to be very wealthy. And they've been had generations of wealth, but now they've lost their wealth. How come, if you tell me the Chutam Meshulash Lobim Hero Yunatek doesn't quickly easy, or easily get broken, how come the Levies have lost all their wealth? Amar Lehu, so he said to them, Miktiv Lo Lam who said that it's never going to break? It says Lobim Hero Yunatek, it's not going to easily or quickly become broken. Vizir, so how come it did get broken? And listen carefully to this. One of the biggest challenges that we have in anything like this is what? Which is the Yetzirah in this case? So you've got a family of great Tamil Chachamim who create Tamil Chachamim, of wealthy people who create wealthy people, of erudite people who create erudite people, of B'nai Torah who create B'nai Torah. What's the danger? The danger is one word. No, no, bigger than that. The danger is gaiva. The danger is arrogance. The danger is saying, I can sit on my laurels. Because that's what we are. No, that's our family. Our family is X, Y, Z. So he says, Because they, had, they were arrogant, so the, the, ashiris, the wealth stops. Everything stops. Only thing that maintains it is to have the original chut hamashulash. Right, and as you can't keep going on this uh, this uh, this threefold chord if you don't have the original values that created the threefold chord. Okay, happy with that? <coughs> Says the um, okay, I'll get to that. Every single Shabbos we have a threefold chord. A chutam What is that?
What's the chutz hamashulash of Shabbos? Benching three times. Otherwise known as three suudot. Okay. The three suudot are the things that maintain our Shabbos as Shabbos. It's not me. This is the Likutei Halachot of Rabbi Nachman. I've discovered him and I'm quite excited about it. He's just like, no, no, no. Right. Why is, what's so important about the three meals on Shabbos? So number one, it's a mitzvah from the Torah. It would seem to be that you have to have three meals on Shabbos. Okay? Okay, so leave family time for the moment. We'll get to family time. Okay? But number one, it frames Shabbos. You start your Shabbos with your Friday night meal. Then you have your lunch, whenever the lunch time is. Could drag a bit, our lunches, right? And then what happens? What happens to Shabbos after lunch? Hear that? Shabbos gets lost after lunch. We have a shlof. We shlof till late. And we make avdala. Shalom al Israel, And that's fantastic. Right? Says Rabbi Nachman. You know what the sudash shit is? That is the chut hamashulash. That is the final chord that maintains Shabbos as Shabbos. That maintains our family connection. That maintains our personal connection. That maintains our spiritual connection into Shabbos. And that's what we often forget. We often forget that it's not just another meal. It's not a meal. It's the way to close out Shabbos. It's at the time of what we call Rava the Rava. Rava the Rava means the time that Hashem is most close to us. According to the um, Kabbalistic thought, the period of time from Plag uh, Amincha, uh, which is like towards the end of the day, let's call it that, okay, until the end of Shabbos, is a more powerful place of connection with Hashem than Ne'ilah on Yom Kippur. You had it. It's a more powerful connection to Hashem. That's why we eat. What do I mean by that? Because who wants to eat after a five-hour lunch? Okay? I mean, who wants to have a five-hour lunch? But we do that part. But who wants to eat after the five-hour lunch? None of us really want to eat. But we eat because you know why? Because that's what our Kodesh Baruch Hu told us. Because we have to have three meals on Shabbos. And the minute you do that, doesn't mean you have to have like a whole meal. You know? So that shit doesn't need to be a meal. That's not the point. The point is you have to you sit, you wash, and you make a motzi in order to connect with the Kodesh Baruch Hu on that level, in a different space. It's the most unbelievable time. You know, if you're on your own with your family, it's incredible. I remember a few times we just like sat, we sing, and it's gorgeous. But it makes Shabbos into a framed space, as opposed to Friday night, Shabbos lunch, and Havdalah. Havdalah is not Shabbos. Havdalah is over Shabbos. Havdalah is the Kiddush into the week, Rasul says. Right? That you make Kiddush, Motzei Shabbos. But what have you done with the rest of your Shabbos? What have you done with your Shabbos afternoon? Have we wasted it away? Or have we made it also into a holy space? You know, when, when, when we lived in Cape Town, my like, mission was to get people to have a Shabbos lunch. Okay? Because it just makes Shabbos into a different space. We have, thank God, Shabbos lunches. Our question is, do we have Sudash Dishit? Because when we have Sudash Dishit, it gives us that extra bit.
It's, it's our culture. You know, if you go to Israel, you're Daven, 8.30, 10.30, 11 o'clock, by half past 12, you've done your lunch. Right? I, I must be honest. I've never been, ever experienced lunches like we have here. Ever. It's like mind-boggling. It's lekker. It's a great social time. But it's mind-boggling that we spend so much time on a Shabbos afternoon eating and hucking, and then what? Like, where is our Shabbos of our Shabbos afternoons? It's a bit of a mission of mine at the moment. Right? Like, what is, how do we make our, our Shabbos afternoon Shabbos? What are you supposed to do on Shabbos afternoon? So halacha is quite clear, right? There's no mitzvah to sleep on Shabbos, by the way. Just by the way. Okay? It's a great thing, and it's lekker. Okay? But there is a mitzvah to learn. There is a mitzvah. Imagine if we would all take our Shabbos afternoons and spend 20 minutes with our kids learning. Something different. You know, the parasha. But learn the parasha, not use the parasha sheets. Right? That would make a big difference. Okay? 